right now. Text Bill Nathan. This is the Rich Eisen Show. There's his number. Hey, Joe. Hey. I'm not doing this again. (laughs) Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Want to come on my show tomorrow and talk about Rodgers and the Jets? I would love it. (laughs) The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, CBS college basketball analyst Seth Davis. Coming up, NFL Films senior producer Greg Cosell. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're coming on in hour number three, uh, two hours into the NFL negotiation window in which teams can all start to talk turkey with unrestricted free agents and then the deals become official on Wednesday when the new league year uh, on Corks itself at 4 Eastern time. The Raiders and the um, and the uh, former 49ers and Patriots quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo have struck a deal. The Jets are still waiting on Aaron Rodgers. We got Jets quarterback news, though, Rich. And that's Mike White having left. And what do you got for me right there? Two years, $16 million with the Miami Dolphins. So Mike White's a Dolphin? Mike White's a Dolphin. Oh. You know he's going to play oh against the Jets God. at some oh point my this God. year. The Jets knock two out, and here comes Mike White exactly. slinging it, and then all of a sudden. Yep. Why oh. can't we get guys like that to play quarterback? Oh, my God. Mike White's <laughs> you know a it's Dolphin. Coming. Oh you know it's coming. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. I tried to get you on board. I know you did. And the Jets. <laughs> so many Jets friends are like, you why just, we just run back with Mike White? Forget about it. Now this guy's going to Miami. so hard, bro. That's all right. The Jets will pick him up when uh, Tom Brady comes back and they cut him. <laughs> See, now I'm just a rumor monger who's unprofessionally angry at this news. You're swimming in those waters. Congrats to Mike White. That's a nice chunk of change, by the way. Eight million a year? How much was it, Chris? Two Two years, 16 million. Oh, okay. That's not bad at all. In Florida, too? No taxes? Hey, look at that, huh? Keep all your ducats. Overreaction Monday coming up, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Everything started on Friday when the Bears and the Panthers struck a major deal atop the National Football League draft. The Panthers are now number one overall. The Bears got a nice haul. The question is, who did the Panthers trade up to go get? And the first guest, perfect first guest to start answering these questions for us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The man who's been at NFL Films as a senior producer, 43 years now and counting, executive producer and analyst of NFL Matchup, the great Greg Cosell back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Greg? Which I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing better for talking to you, man. I mean, you. Well, I appreciate that. I'm waiting for my four-year, eighty million dollar deal, though. Um, let me. I s- guess I'll be waiting a long time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Greg. You've been you've been transitioned, uh, non-exclusive transition tag by NFL Films. So I guess <laughs> everyone can match it. Uh, we'll see what happens if you want all your money guaranteed. Um, let's just jump right into it. Um, you ground. You grind. You grinded tape on all the top quarterback prospects. Yep. Uh, give me your thought on what you have seen. I don't. Uh, we're going to work to the final answer here. Which quarterback jumped off the tape to you as the guy who can be most successful in the NFL in this year's draft? Greg well, Cosell. I think what's most fascinating, Rich, this year is I think they're all really different. So very much it's going to be in the eye of the beholder. I mean, I think that 
you were at the combine, obviously. Uh, we missed each other, but uh, you know, we all saw what Anthony Richardson did, and I think a, a lot of people are going to look at that and and disregard a lot of the tape. And it'll be interesting to see if that happens. It would not surprise me if someone felt Anthony Richardson was the first pick in a draft. Um, the biggest issue he has: number one, he hasn't played a lot of football. Number two, he struggles to control the ball, and by that I mean his ball placement is really poor. And if you can't control the ball, you can be really good at every other thing if, uh, involving quarterback play, but it's really hard to be a, a, a high-level quarterback in the NFL if you can't control the ball. And he's going to have to get better at that. Now, obviously, he threw it well at the combine. Uh, people can take from that whatever they want, um, but there's no question his size, his arm strength, his ability to run, those are, are things that will get people excited, and they should. Um, but we'll see. As I said, it would not surprise me just based on the size and his ability to make special plays, which we've now come to believe, many have anyway, that that's more important than making the routine plays. Now, you know, uh, Greg, of course, there's many coaches that could hear that evaluation and have a similar evaluation and say, we'll take care of the ball placement. We'll take care of that protection. We can coach that up. We can, right. get, we, can, we, we can clean all those things up. So um, you, you just checked a Richardson box. Um, what about the other kids that, again, who's most pro-ready that you, that you would look at at well, the tape and say, this is the kid that could be number one overall, or at least is in your book, Greg? Um, I mean, I, I just from a tape perspective, yes. and, I, and I've met him briefly, um, but C.J. Stroud, to me, you talk about controlling the ball. His his ball placement is for the most part pristine, um, and I think that you're dealing with a kid who's a natural touch thrower. We that term is overused, but in the case of Stroud, it applies. He can do something that not a lot of young quarterbacks can do. He can throw with pace and touch. He can layer the ball. He can feather the ball. He can make every kind of throw. The key thing is to be able to control the ball and to make the right kind of throw to the right receiver at the right time. That's what you're trying to do. And as I said, we've gotten lost in, in the fact that routine throws don't seem to be considered as important in the minds of many as the special plays. And I think one of the things about C.J. Stroud is he makes all the necessary throws. Um, and he does have much better pocket movement than he was given credit for, and not just the Georgia game. You know, I watched his 2021 tape, Rich. I watched his 2022 tape. He does have pocket movement. Is he a great athlete? No. But you don't have to be a great athlete, and you don't necessarily have to run around. You just have to be able to avoid and find a more quiet place to throw the football. Uh, he can do that, um, and he's such an easy thrower. And the thing I like about him is he's shown a willingness to be aggressive throwing the football, and uh, versus man coverage in particular, and you need to do that in the National Football League. Your grinding of the tape, Greg Cosell of Bryce Young, has shown you what? Right ahead. Bryce Young is a really fun player to watch. Um, his spatial awareness is outstanding. It, it's very similar to Mahomes in that regard. What do, you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by spatial the, awareness? The natural feel of where people are in relation to you, of where people are down the field, of where people are all over the field. He just has a, a, a sort of an innate sense 
of where people are in relation to himself, mm-hmm. um, and that's spatial awareness. And his vision is outstanding, both in the pocket and on the move. Um, so when he moves, he sees things with great clarity, and therefore he can make really good, clean throws on the move. Uh, the question that will be discussed, and I know it's probably been talked about by you mm-hmm. and many others, but it will be discussed, is his size. Not the height. I think we've come to accept that you can play quarterback in this league, Rich, if you're not 6'4". We've come to accept that, and we've seen a lot of players who are able to do that mm-hmm. at a relatively high level. I think it's going to be more the frame than, than the height. Mm-hmm. And that will be a discussion. Um, I I'm still not sure how I come down on that, but the kid is a phenomenal kid. I've gotten to know him. I guarantee he he blew away people with the interview process. I guarantee he'll do phenomenally well at his pro day. So you just have to decide how you feel about someone. I know he came in at 204. My guess is he probably played at 185 or 190 tops. So the question is, how do you feel about that at the NFL level? Why not? and I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm I, being honest. No, of course. I, I, I hear you, Greg. I, you know, and I was asking a whole bunch of people at the Combine and overheard some conversations as well, you know, about how few times you can't really even point to a play on tape or any play that he's ever had where you're like, yeah, his his height was a problem right there and that he has an ability to still be able to see the field as you pointed about spatial awareness and whatever. Is there any is there any moment you saw on tape where his size was a problem where where uh, um, a hit you know I, I, knocked him off off kilter no, in a way that a bigger quarterback would not have been anything like that greg we I made think a the note? only time you notice that because he does not have a big arm okay i mean he, you know he certainly doesn't have a weak arm but he doesn't have a big power arm yeah. is the only time you do notice that is if the pocket does get squeezed and he can't leave the pocket yeah. and at times he would just have to throw the ball and it wouldn't come out with a lot of juice on it a lot of velocity because he's not a big power thrower that's not his game um but those that doesn't happen very often. I wouldn't say that that's something that you're overly concerned about, but um, he just has a great natural feel for the position. Um, And, you know, that's obviously really important. Uh, And, you know, his movement, which is something we didn't talk about a lot after the 2021 season when he won the Heisman, became a much bigger factor this year with a lesser offensive line and lesser receivers, so he had to move more, and we saw the movement ability that he does have, and the awareness that he has when he does move and that's something he'll probably have to do at the nfl level nfl film senior producer uh once again back here on the rich eisen show uh after grinding the tape on all the top quarterback prospects in this year's draft greg cosell back here on the program what does will levis show you from kentucky yeah, Will Levis is a really interesting guy because he, he you just look at him and you watch him throw and you say, that's what you want. Um, and he played for two years with um, NFL coordinators, basically. Now, in 2021 under Liam Cohen, he was very rhythmic. Everything looked really efficient. Uh, and he played at a pretty high level. He, I believe there were four offensive linemen who were drafted, if I'm not mistaken. I know three for sure, may have been four. Um, and then in 2022, for whatever reason, loss of O-linemen, different coordinator, it just seemed like a struggle. And I think, you know, I think you have to 
really dig deep as I try to do to see what happened in 2022. And there's no easy answer there. You know, people can say, oh, well, he didn't play as well in 2022. That's easy to say, because I think the tape tells you that. But when you look at just the player, he's a compact, twitchy, effortless thrower. He can attack all three levels of the defense. He's highly competitive. He's incredibly tough in the pocket. Um, I would say one thing, though. There's a difference between running ability and pocket movement, and his and he's a little stiff in the pocket. So, in other words, when he has to move, you know, a step to his right, two steps to his left, that he doesn't do really, really well. Um, and he's much more of a power thrower than a touch and pace thrower. And I think you have to understand that, and you have to try to work with that, because there's a lot of throws in the NFL that require pace and touch. And if you can't make those kinds of throws, look, we live in a league, Rich, where there's a lot more throws under 10 yards, as you know, than there were 15, 20 years ago. And those throws tend to require pace and touch and not velocity. Greg Cosell here on the Rich Eisen Show. It is now time to get to the ultimate question. Gregory, it's not time. Knowing, <laughs> knowing Frank Reich, uh, as, as, as you must, and knowing tendencies and having grinded tape on the Eagles' offenses and the Colts' offenses, who do you think the Panthers traded up to go get? I don't know that specifically, obviously. Uh, you know, to me, as we speak here today on March 13th, yes, sir. Uh, and there's a long way to go, you know, C.J. Stroud, to me, would be the guy that I would feel most comfortable taking uh, because I think he's just really efficient in the pocket. He's 6'3". As I said, he's just a natural thrower of the football. Uh, you know, C.J. Stroud is the guy that really stood out. Um, Bryce Young is such a good player, uh, but, you know, as I said, I'm just so uncertain as to the size and, and not the height, as as we discussed. Just it's it's really the weight and the frame more than the height. But C.J. Stroud would would be the guy that I would probably point to at this point. Well, I mean, and what would make sense about that? And again, I'm obviously nobody's holding you to anything either. Nobody knows. I, I hope not. <laughs> nobody knows, Greg. Nobody knows. But it would make sense in the fact that that Young didn't throw at the combine. Stroud did. And this move was made directly on the heels of the combine and before the new league year. I mean, truly, we were five days removed from packing up at the combine and this deal was struck. Right. So that that and does kind of dovetail in that. But then there is also the case of the Richardson factor. Right. And, and, you know, look, like I said, I, I think there's meaningful concerns about Richardson. But, you know, people look, people are going to look at Josh Allen. OK, I'm sure we discussed Josh Allen in the past, Rich, and uh-huh. he came out of what Wyoming. Now, he's a better thrower than Richardson, but he was definitely scattershot in college. And now people look at him and how he's progressed, and he's clearly one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the league, and his ball placement has become clearly better. And it's easy to look at that and say, oh, yeah, that'll happen with with Anthony Richardson. You know, we don't know that, but like you said, someone will believe they can clean that up, and the big playability, which is what a lot of people now, hey, you know this, that's what people look at. Explosives on offense and let's prevent explosives on defense. That's what the game in the eyes of many has become. And Richardson does give you that kind, those kinds of traits. Um, whether he can become consistent throwing the football, that remains to be seen. 
Are those the only four you've grinded tape on, or is there anybody oh, else? Oh, no, I watched uh, Hendon Hooker, okay. who I think throws the ball really, really well. He, he's another really easy thrower of the football. Um, you know, within the context of his offense, and that will be discussed as well. You know, he played in kind of a relatively pure version of an air raid passing game with its emphasis on no huddle, fast tempo, widespread formations, what we call pure progression reads, where a quarterback's not really taught to understand much about the subtleties and nuances of defense. So that will be a discussion as well. But Hendon Hooker is a big, tall kid. He stands tall in the pocket. He throws the ball well. He's got movement ability. He's got very good traits as well. And DTR? from UCLA? You, you I've, not, uh, I've not done him in okay. great detail. One of my favorite guys to watch, though, and, and he was at the Combine, and I'm sure you spoke about him with DJ You know, uh, oh, yes. in that first group. No doubt. Uh, I loved watching Jay Kaner play. He, he really, he, he played, re- he, I mean, he, 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 um, he drilled really well. There's no question about it. And so last one for you, um, as the Jets are currently waiting to hear from Aaron Rodgers, um, what did you see out of Zach Wilson last year anything that you makes you think that there's still something in there that he hasn't developed that you know maybe nathaniel hackett can help or because right. it you know at this point in time as you and i are talking either rogers is coming and the kid's going to have a couple more years to marinate and learn at the uh, at, you know at the hand of the king um or lamar's going to show up and he's going to have the you know and he'll or he'll be gone um or or there's going to be some sort of stopgap that kind of forces the issue of let's see Zach uh, if the Jets struggle against a, a schedule that looks insanely difficult right. as we're sitting here in March, Greg. What, what's your evaluation there? Yeah, and again, as, as you and I both know, none of us are in the locker room, so I can't speak to any Correct. of that. I'm only going to speak to the tape. Yes. And, and he's a very loose, undisciplined player, Rich, in terms of mechanics, fundamentals. Um, it's different, it seems, on every single throw, on every single play. Um, He's another guy. We talk about pace and touch. He does not have pace and touch on short throws. Everything is thrown too hard, uh, too much velocity on those throws. Um, he's a little bit scattershot, so he misses too many throws. And by the way, ball placement is the term I always use because even on completions, you know, the quarterback is more responsible for run after catch than the receiver. And you, when a receiver is open by NFL standards, the quarterback is responsible responsible for placing it in a spot where there's run after catch. He's not a very accurate thrower of the football right now. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, you'll see something special because, you know, just as an easy thrower, I mean, he throws it very, very easily. Really good arm, loose arm, live arm, light athletic feet. The traits look really, really good, but there's just a number of the details and nuances and the subtleties of the position, and it starts with the fact that he's just so loose and undisciplined with his mechanics. I don't know how he's coached. I don't know how he was coached. I don't know how he will be coached, but if these things don't change, he's ultimately not going to get any better. Well, now, and just in, and again, total generalities, as you point out, we're not talking locker room, we're not talking about, you know, anything other than what you see on tape and, and what you see on tape that can translate to neck up ability and obviously neck down ability and all of that. Do you recall in all your years of grinding tape, somebody who comes out of college looks like Zach Wilson and then eventually blossoms into a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Do you remember anything oh, like that? I'm sure there are. I've been doing, you know, I know you're obviously doing there are guys who started off poorly in their careers and, and ended up, you know, becoming good quarterbacks. I mean, I can't think of one immediately offhand. Okay. Um, but, 
I'm sure that's been true. You know, sometimes it takes a, but it's a change rare. of coach. Sometimes it takes a change of scenery. Right. Sometimes it takes the player himself understanding that, hey, you know, I've got to change the way I go about doing my job. Um, you know, all these things you and I don't know about, you know, obviously we're not there. Right. Um, of course it can happen. Um, you know, again, I don't know Zach Wilson. I never met him. Uh, but certainly when people watch him throw a football, they go, wow, that's the, you know, anybody you talk to the year he came out, because obviously he was in the Trevor Lawrence class, people will tell you he was the best thrower, you know, and, and that, that, that's just one thing. Obviously it's important, but everybody will tell you he was the best thrower of the football. Um, there's many other factors that go into it. And those factors have been, unfortunately, you know, too close to the bottom as opposed to the top. Greg, thanks for the time, man. Let's uh, look for more of my calls as you grind more tape and we get closer to the draft. Always appreciate your time, sir. Rich, I really appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Right back at you. At Greg Cosell on Twitter, just uh, one G at the front, one in the back. Cosell, I follow him. You should as well right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Stroud, I told you, didn't I? Oh, God. And then Richardson's going to come on strong, too. It's just going to be a three-quarterback race, and maybe Will Levis pops in there, too. Maybe Will Levis pops in there, too. Maybe. Doesn't, feel, wants, doesn't feel like it right if now. If it's Stroud, you know it'll be young in, in Houston. Oh, yeah. I would think. Well, Houston just made a quarterback move, Rich. All right, let's take a break, and we'll find out what that is. Everybody's making quarterback moves, and the Jets are waiting for one quarterback to move himself. Holy crap. (laughs) (sighs) I may need darkness therapy when this is all over. (laughs) Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, Texans quarterback news, Christopher. They Texans have quarterback news. Case Keenum goes home. Case Keenum's back home, everybody. Can't quit Case Keenum. <laughs> Third stint with the Texans. <laughs> of course, he was a star there for co- in college. He holds a lot of NCAA records at Houston. So. What's I, I would love to have a um, what's a camera on the Jets front office, the <laughs> Packers front office, because the Packers are like would love to just move on to Jordan Love and be done. They are ready. They are so ready. So ready. To finally turn the page to the kid that they drafted in the pandemic draft, right? It was 2020, correct? Jordan Love was 2020. 2020, yep. we're all sitting there, and Jordan Love gets drafted, and all of a sudden Rodgers gets pissed. I mean, And here we are now in 2023, and it's now finally time to move on to Jordan Love and the Packers' minds, no doubt. And the Jets, and the Jets after drafting their quarterback of the future in 2021, are now two seasons later hoping that Rodgers pulls a Favre, leaves Green Bay, and comes to the Jets. Mind blown. It's a struggle. I don't know where the Oh, my God, stop with it. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Nobody wants to remember who John Isaac is, nor do I remember him. Chiefs make a big move. What do you got? Jawan Taylor. Okay. Four years, eighty million. Looks like they're done with Orlando Brown. There you go. Uh, they so got their tackle. tackle. Okay, congratulations on winning a ring. You're giving it to them oh, already. Sure. There you oh, go. Wow. I'm going the opposite. Oh, wow. I'm doing the opposite. I'm doing the Costanza. I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> Chiefs win every year. Chiefs kingdom. You'll never have a problem with me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> they just bullied you, man. Yeah, they did. Yes, they they did. I have been cowed, you. sir, <laughs> and by 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 not just th- their uh, pride for their team, but the uh, what's the word for it? the actual play of the Chiefs? Good at football. Yeah, okay. good at football. <sighs> Rich, can I give you a thought before we get to overreaction Monday? Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, or should I wait till after? I'll, 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 I'll no, it's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just go real ahead. quick. Yeah, go ahead. Who, who coaches the Carolina Panthers? Frank Reich. Frank Reich. So I just kind of did this deep dive. Frank Reich has been the offensive either assistant or OC for the Colts, the Chargers, the Eagles, the Eagles. And now he's the head coach of the Panthers. Looking at the quarterbacks that he's worked with. He likes right? big dudes. He likes big dudes. Peyton Manning, 6'5". Rivers, 6'5". Wentz, 6'5". Foles, 6'6". Andrew Luck, 6'4". Jacoby Brissett, 6'4". You got Rivers and Wentz again and Matt Ryan at 6'4". That's an average of 6 feet 4 inches tall. Now, not to sound like uh, Vizzini and Wesley in The Prince's Bride when they were having the Battle of Wits. Wow. Now, Young is only 6 foot. Stroud is 6'3". Levis is 6'3". You know who's 6'4"? Anthony Richardson. Yeah, but Stroud's 6'3". This is good enough. It's good enough. And, and, and I'm just by saying, the way, so you, I, you, you were kind enough to round up for Mr. Young. Yeah, 5'10". 5'8". <laughs> well, I'm thinking kind. he's got cleats you gave, on. You, so. gave, you gave him an inch and in, in 7'8". Well, he's probably 6' in his cleats, right? So, but anyway, I'm thinking the big quarterback. That's just my no, pick. I, 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 Richardson, I, six I foot four inches tall. I thought it was young off the start. I'm going to stick with it at the moment. Um, but 
I already am pushed. I'm, I'm going in the Stroud direction right now. Yeah. The way he slung it at the combine was beautiful. A thing of beauty. Smooth as silk. Every throw, it looked effortless. He was terrific. And if they looked at that and they interviewed him and they know what he can do in their minds, that I think that's I think that's a wrap. And then there's the Anthony Richardson card. Like I said, on behalf of me, NFL Network, ESPN, Mike Greenberg, his Labradoodle, and everybody else there. I'm telling I'm telling you on behalf of all of us, keep us guessing. Keep it quiet. I don't want to know. On the download. I want Roger Goodell to inform everybody. I don't want Schefter or Ian or anybody tweeting out day before that we've got it. I want nobody to know. Please. That will be amazing for all of us. Yeah. Amazing. 844-204-RICH, number to dial your phone calls, and so much more to come here on this program that now turns to Christopher Brockman on this Monday for Overreaction Monday. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. What do you got over there, Christopher? It's going to rain three inches tomorrow, guys. Jeez. Be careful. All right, here we go. Overreaction Monday. You know, big trade on Friday. Huge. Shockwaves through the NFL draft. Bears could have gotten more. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you could have got more. No, it's not. <laughs> you have the number one pick. No. You got four good quarterbacks. No. They could have got more. Come on. Overreaction. Hold out. Get out of here. Come on. They got DJ Moore. They could have gotten more picks, but they got DJ Moore. More picks. They could have gotten another selection and hoped they turned into G- DJ Moore. Don't forget DJ Moore in this trade is significant. They got an actual player who's actually played in the NFL and has actually shown he's terrific at his craft. Not The, the rest of it is all on the come, and you got to figure out who you're going to get and make some hay out of four very high draft choices. But um, I thought Ryan Poles nailed it, man. Move on. Dot org. What else you got over there? Three eleven hundred uh, yard seasons in five years for DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, with a whole bunch of quarterbacks named Sam Darnold and PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield. Just last year alone. Come on, man. What else you hey, got? Respect Chris? Kyle Allen, Rich. Right? Kyle Allen, please. Rich, Thank I'm you. glad you're on the Stroud train. I've been saying I would take him one overall since the beginning, and I think he's going to take the Panthers. To the playoffs this <laughs> We call that an overreaction. Well done. That's great. Well done. You could make a case. Yes. Right now. Yeah. If the Panthers take him number one. Yeah. He'd be the best quarterback in the NFC South. Don't disrespect Derek Carr like that, man. This the kid's a rookie. This kid's a rookie. Come on now. And all, and all, we saw all, what he did against Georgia. We all know that all <laughs> defensive coordinators in the NFL need to do is just watch two Michigan tapes to show that you can make him flinch we'll a make, bit. Make the wind blow that day? Like, oh, what, what do you mean? okay. By the way, it was also cold. He'll play cold. Yeah, He'll play cold. cold really good. It was cold. Yeah, it's not a Rancho Cucamonga anymore. Uh, it was cold. <laughs> is that where he's from? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look. Rancho. Cucamonga. He's terrific, and I think he's 
he's got a shot to be the number one overall pick, but take this team to the playoffs just right off the bat? I, I, I Let's just put it this way. Yeah, I, I think, think it's more likely, and I know we're mixing our Monday and Friday segments, it's more likely <laughs> a team that wins the NFC South next year is above 500 than the Panthers winning the division with a raw rookie coming out of the draft number one overall. Uh, so no, Those teams could be bad. I'll just say, I'm not saying right. it's not possible. I'm saying that's an overreaction as we return to the actual construct of this segment. <laughs> okay. Uh, was it last week or the week before? I said four quarterbacks would go in the top ten. We're changing it. Four quarterbacks in the top five. <sighs> you got to think, um, yeah. Uh, I will say that that's not an overreaction right now. I thought you were going to go, it's going to start with four One, in two, a three, row. four. And uh, maybe next week. I, I don't think so. But you look at the Panthers, you're going to take one. Texans are going to take one. The Colts are most likely going to take one. The Seahawks, Pete Carroll said last week, hey, we're up this high. We very rarely have been since our first year is the last time we were in the top ten. Let's not do this without kicking the tires at a quarterback. Those are your five. And I think the Cardinals are going to trade out because somebody's going to get nervous that Richardson's going to fall to the Colts. So I'll say that's good. I'll I'll allow it. I think that's a good reaction. That's not an overreaction at all right now. And that would be, again, the Bears' total dream. Total dream. Get all the quarterbacks they're uninterested in taking off the board and push everyone else down and create a much greater glut of top-notch talent at number nine for them. So. I like that. What else? We're just going to keep talking about this because I'm utterly unconvinced of your position. The Rams are already tanking for Caleb Williams. That's ridiculous. (laughs) How How do you tank... With Aaron Donald sitting there. Teams have good players, and they tank all the time. How do you tank with Cooper Cup sitting there? He's coming off of an injury, how and he's an tank, older player. How do you tank with Matthew Stafford? They're going to trade him. They're not going to trade him. If someone makes him a good enough offer, see you later, and they bring back Baker Mayfield look, out of one year. Look, it's as simple as this. You cannot F all them picks forever. At some point, which is why you should tank the credit and start over. card bill is due. The guy who plays at their old stadium. At some point, you can't have Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers or potential future Hall of Famers all over the lot. You can't. And if you look at your cap and you look at the way your roster is constructed. And you need Jalen Ramsey, as they did at the time, to put them over the top and help put them over the top. And by the way, he did. You look at your assets and say, who can get us the most? And the fact that he only was gone for a third, just look no further than the fact that the Dolphins guaranteed his salary this year and next. Would Jalen Ramsey be on the Dolphins if they hadn't done that? And would the Rams have gotten a higher draft choice than a third rounder had that not been the price that Miami felt it needed to pay or had to pay? Everything is all relative. And I'm not ready to say the Rams are tanking. You gotta, you gotta, I'm telling you, one or two wins next year 
is going to put you in the Caleb Williams, Drake May battle. That's it. So somebody, and by the way, if you want to look at a team that's far more well positioned to do it in that division, it's Arizona. Because they're not going to have Kyler Murray back till midseason. And if Kyler doesn't come back till midseason and suddenly they're looking at two wins, one zero wins going into November, well then, Kyler Murray's time in the barrel as Josh Rosen slash Justin Fields might be happening. But that's so far down the road. Overreaction. Getting you ready. You know who's making movies? Who's not tanking? The Miami Dolphins. They should be the favorites to win the AFC East. Uh, you know what? They are looking really strong. They are looking really strong. It's all to a dependent. It's all to a dependent. And I just still look at Josh Allen and how the Bills win football games. And I... I I still can't jump off the Bills train, but they're putting together a heck of a team, and it's to a dependent. So I'll I'll say that's not an overreaction. But um, thankfully, I have between now and September to turn the Bills into this version, this year's version of my Chiefs, and say <laughs> somebody else wins the division. But right now, it's definitely a two-team race in the division. All due respect yeah. to your team and mine, right now. Our teams are way behind. You got another one? But let's be honest, Rich. NFL free agency doesn't really begin until Aaron Rodgers makes up his mind. That's, by the way, um, untrue because <laughs> free agency begins at 4 Eastern time. And there's only two teams seemingly affected by this. Raiders didn't wait. They jumped. They took Jimmy G off the board today. The Saints jumped when Derek Carr didn't have to wait. They made their move can you if you don't mind Hoskins put up the teams that are quarterback needy if you don't mind that we put together as we parsed out Lamar Jackson's options once he's allowed to be spoken to Wednesday at 4 Eastern time and that's why his face is up on the screen and the Raiders will be removed from this list now that they don't need one Jets Texans Titans Colts Falcons, you can remove the Panthers from this list as well. The Bucks and the Commanders. So these are the teams that need quarterbacks. These are the teams that will reach out to either Lamar or Rodgers. So Rodgers waiting to make his decision only affects the Jets and the Carolina and the uh, the Green Bay Packers and his bottom line. Unless what the Titans are in on it, we don't know. The Washington Commanders are in on it. We don't know. His options are retire Jets or force the Packers hand. And um, so I will say that's an overreaction. Free agency can begin at 4 Eastern time on on Wednesday, regardless of Rodgers' decision. He's just affecting two teams. And at some point, if he keeps the Jets waiting any longer, Jets are going to have to be out unless their plan B is Lamar Jackson and they can't talk to him until Wednesday at 4 Eastern time, so they might as well wait for Rodgers. There's no other choice. Since Jimmy G's the only other, in my mind, viable option for them to have a potential playoff season from the free agency pool, unless they think Baker Mayfield can be that guy. You got another one? That's it. Overreaction Monday, baby. 
844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Don't you dare move. We'll discuss uh, what's on your mind and get you set for our Tuesday show and the rest of the week right here on the Rich Eisen Show on this busy Monday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Monster.com can help you slam dunk your job hunt and make your next career move in basketball and in life. The regular season is one thing, and then there's the playoffs. Monster.com knows that scoring your next job is your playoffs moment. To bring your A game, you need Monster.com. If you're looking to change positions and join a new team, Monster.com can help. Millions of job openings, great coaching, career advice for a strong performance when it counts. Plus, when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. So, when you score your position is well, when you score your position. Monster.com salary calculators ensure you're paid what you're worth. They've got your back. Get off the bench. Get in the game. Go to Monster.com and win your job hunt today. Monster.com. Let's uh, hit the phone lines. Aaron Rodgers hasn't made a decision yet, right? No. Wow, we're going to get through this three-hour show. I'm kind of shocked. Kurt in South Dakota back here in the program. How you been, Kurt? Howdy. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. What's going on? Happy Bracket Monday. Thank you. Same to you. What's on your mind? And daylight, and daylight Saving Monday and opening of the, the window of the free agency That's period right. and all that. The um, reason I wanted to call was about the Panthers. I don't think they uh, got raked over the coals. I think they made a good deal. I, I like deal. That was, uh, it was good news to see... The Bears did flip the pick, and the Panthers were ready to come up from number nine and grab it. I don't think they gave up too much. Well, they gave up. They gave you know. Let's wait till let's wait till next year and when when they don't have a one again like that. That may leave a mark. But again, the the whole part, Kurt, is that teams when they're sitting there at nine and they got an aggressive owner and they got a coach that's got the new gig. And thanks to the call. What you want to do is you do want to attach, if you don't have a quarterback, and like say the Bears did. When they hired their new coach their and general manager, there was no doubt in my mind it was, how can you help us with Justin Fields? They got two guys who gave them the answer that they liked, hooked them up together, sold. 
Now, had Caleb Williams been out in this year's draft, we might have a different conversation. Because I think Caleb Williams is viewed as a better quarterback prospect than any of the kids in this year's draft available. But he's not. So the Bears made the move that they made. And the Panthers' move that I'm sure that they made in their, in their thought process was, we're not going to be here again. So we might as well go up and get the guy. And if you're David Tepper and you're the owner of the Panthers, you look fitter and, and, uh, and Frank Reich in the eye and say, you love the kid? All right, do it. Do it. Because we certainly like that idea better than me spending $200 million on Lamar Jackson and we might not even get him with blowing out our plans. Think about that. We're sitting here, I'm sitting here as a Jet fan freaking out that Rodgers hasn't made a decision and I'm 10 minutes towards the end of this program, three hours into the new league year week, and he hasn't made a decision yet. Could you imagine you're going back and forth on Lamar Jackson and then your entire decision depends on Lamar saying yes in the same way that the Jets are waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say yes. And I'm freaking out that he hasn't said yes in the first three hours. Lamar's going to go on a tour, one would think. It'll be a while till he says yes. And even if he says yes to you, you may not get him because the Ravens can say yes. So you're the Carolina Panthers. You're thinking to yourself, we love the kid. So what? We'll move up now. It costs us DJ Moore and other draft assets that we're hoping not to need very much anyway because we've got a lot of young guys and we can utilize the picks we did get from McCaffrey in flipping him to San Francisco. So we're not going to be like Denver is without a one and a two. Um, I kind of I kind of agree with our caller that if you like the guy and you think that's it, and organizationally we're all on the same page and no one is getting fired if it's wrong, one would think, go for it. Makes sense to me. Mike in Orlando, Florida, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Michael? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Thanks for the call. What's going on? So uh, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm not really – I'm not a Jets fan, but I'm from New Jersey, so I pay attention to the Jets and the Giants. Why aren't the Jets just going to on Wednesday call Lamar Jackson and say, "Here's 200 million guaranteed"? They may and see if the, they if may the Ravens match, which I don't think the Ravens will do. Because sure, you got to give up the two first rounders, totally get that, but you're going to give up more to get a 39 year old quarterback who may only be there one or two years. Where no, you're not giving that much up to for for Rodgers. I'm sure. Look, Rodgers is no choice but to come to the Jets, go back to the Packers, force their hand, or retire. That's the way it looks Agreed. right now as we're looking at it right now with now seven minutes to go on this first show of the week. <laughs> that's the way it looks, Mike. Well, and that's the way it looks. Well, so so, so the, compensation, the compensation for Rodgers is going to be much less than the, – the Jets won't cough up a one for him. They might not even cough up a two for him. Depending really? on how much you're Green Bay do? picks up, huh? Yeah. Depending on how much, depending on how much they got to eat. Okay, right. Okay, you make a good point there. Right. But. So there, there's many moving parts here, Mike. So uh, it, it's a much cheaper equation, and plus Lamar will come in at such a a freight that in a long term contract, Zach Wilson's history, and I know that you could think oh, that that's gone. not a consideration, but the Jets, that's part of the allure, I think, of Rodgers is he's kind of a bridge quarterback to see if they can still salvage Zach Wilson, who's barely, you know, shaving. So he's got three he's got three years left on his rookie deal. Yeah, correct. Uh, well, I mean okay. if you pick up a fifth year option, which you pick, the, up, you pick up the fifth year option and pay right. twenty plus million for that fifth year, yeah. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. So 
Yeah, the Jets might call up Lamar if Rodgers says I'm retiring or Rodgers says I'm still waiting. And the Jets are going to have to make a move. So, has he made a decision yet? You think? No. You think any of these guys are use a monster to help with their next job? No. No. Mm. So, we wait. At least I got an NFL Network gig to help me pass the time. Maybe I'll be on the air there. Tune in. What? Trey Wingo. Oh. Saying Rodgers to the Jets is done. Okay. Hearing. Okay. Makes sense. Like I said, if yeah, if if Hal's if Hal's nailed it, it like I said, it makes sense. There's truly no other option for anybody left. Green Bay doesn't want him anymore. Rodgers wants to play. There's one place to go. It's the place that's been waiting for him and saying, "Please come," for six days. Plus, they picked up the tab for dinner. <laughs> that counts for something. Oh, it's gotta. There you go. All right. I hope uh, I hope uh, Hal Wingo the third is correct. So I'll be on NFL Network coming up in an hour, and then back here for three hours on that's Tuesday. A lot of TV. Hey, you know what? Have fun. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Has he made a decision yet? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. <laughs> Name is willing to give you his number. <laughs> <laughs> 